0: dear friend thank you for tuning in and welcome to faith fm drive time welcome to big q a this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning god faith contemporary religion and the bible this is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of bible prophecy You're listening to Pastor Fabiano here in South Australia. I'm currently ministering at Sana and Merrill's Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. Church is rather here in the South Australian Conference. Uh, I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you. And uh, we are living in in interesting times. Uh, For those who are in South Australia, you probably know that we are in a lockdown at the moment. And uh there are so many things happening, you know, if we look around the world, and surely we are living in the last days. And so today, as we talk, uh, you can probably tell that something sounds a little bit different. We are actually not in the studio. We are, uh, uh you know, broadcasting from our own homes via Zoom. This is really uh interesting times. And, you know, we had to Find ways to manipulate I guess the instruments and to make it all work and you know I can only imagine what it is like, my friend, especially for those who are uh, in South Australia at the moment i 'm just wondering, hey, how are you coping? How are you feeling you know uh, yeah, because you know we didn 't see this coming, did we? Um, you know everything just shut down um, you know uh, in, in such a short time with rapid succession, and so yeah these are the times. these are the times of which uh we are living interesting times that is now our theme for this week has been religion and violence. you know we thought, hey, should we you know stop this uh this, this series? you know are we going to be able to uh, broadcast with uh, with the current restrictions, but hey, we thank God we were able to find ways. Uh, you know, more, you know, technology today has made every uh, a lot of things possible that otherwise, you know, we were not able to do a few years back. And so here we are. We are continuing and we are finishing off the series. So religion and violence is a theme. I would like to welcome our co-host, and our co-host is Helen. Helen. How are you? And how are you feeling? And how are you coping with the current uh, uh, situation here in South Australia?
1: Hi, Fabiano. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you just fine.
1: Good. I wasn't sure Uh, I took it off mute. Uh, Look, I was coping fine until we had to do this program the way we're doing it. And uh, I'm struggling with this, I must admit. But I praise Mm -hmm. God that we have a way of being able to still talk to our listeners. That's and right. um, and hopefully right. that we'll be able to bring them something tonight that will help some of them
0: yeah hey I, I, you know we we I, i'd like to engage our listeners uh for a little for a little bit if you have, um, if you have your mobile phone, please keep, keep it, keep it very close, uh, because I would like to give you a number of which you can text to, and we would like to, uh, see if we can engage with our listener a little bit. So while you are, uh, finding your phone, um, I would like to just say that, um, uh, yeah, if you've missed the previous presentations, you can actually go to, uh, faithfm.com.au and just look at the program there by the title Big Q&A. Once you find that program, just click on it and you'll be able to listen to the previous presentations. Uh, and, uh, you'll be able to, uh, follow the, uh, the, the topics that we have covered thus far. So that is faithfm.com.au. Our topic for today under the theme religion and violence, our uh, topic for today is going to be domestic violence, is it me? That's the question. Is it me? Domestic violence, is it me? Now, let us know how you are coping with this lockdown by texting to 04-888-808-111. i will repeat the number zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Please let us know. How are you coping with, um, with, w- w- with the current lockdown? We were not expecting this here in South Australia. In fact, um, you know, we thought <laughs> in South Australia, we had everything all together. Uh, so let us know. How are you coping? And, um, how are you finding the this lockdown? Uh, are you nervous? Are you uh, uh, afraid that we might be in this lockdown for uh, longer uh, than uh, than it's been announced? Um, yeah, and uh, we would like to hear from you. And uh, if you don't mind, let us know where you are listening from as well. And so I'll repeat the number. The number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one so we'll be uh looking uh forward to hearing from uh our listener there um you know if 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 you happen to be next to a phone so i'll I'll keep an eye on to that but helen how are you coping yourself with the current uh lockdown
1: yeah um i think because we've been through it before we Hmm. can know what we can expect but I'm I'm really more concerned about people in our own areas. You know, the area that I work in is in Birdwood,
2: as yeah. a pastoral
1: care worker, and I know there were some people in the community that were really suffering before, and mm. my heart goes out to them. It really does. Mm. Some people just mm. cannot cope with it, mm-hmm. and um, loneliness takes over, depression, mm. and what have you. And That's right. um, yeah, it's very tough for a lot of people.
0: Oh, definitely. But let's hope.
1: Let's hope with this strict. Um, lockdown at the moment that it's stopped the virus in yes. its track, and hopefully it won't be long before we're up and running again. Mm.
0: That's right, that's right. When the um, premier was just announcing the uh, the the update uh, to the um, you know to the measures that they were putting in place, and uh, when we heard that um, we we're going to go into a lockdown, I happened to just be picking up my children, and I passed by Gordon Grove and. I found a huge line of people who were, you know, lining up to get the essentials before, you know, uh, 12 midnight. And so, um, and uh, we wa- we walked in there and everything was gone. I mean, the I essentials that is, it was gone. And, uh, you know, it, uh, there, there are a lot of people who are worried. There it's a, a panic.
1: Of, yeah, that's it's right. panic and it's fear. A lot of people mm. have. They mm. saw what happened in Victoria, yeah. and I guess they're sort of fearful that we're going to be locked down for six months as well. But that's let's right. hope and pray that, right. that doesn't happen. Mm.
0: Yes, yes, no, that's that's right. And so, yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, we're not having a lot of people managing to text in but that's all right hey feel free to text in during the, uh, the broadcast as well I'll just give you the number once again and then we will uh, we'll continue with, with the uh, with the presentation with the program and um, uh, and see how we go and the uh, number to text to is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one so that is all four eight eight eight. 80811 and um yeah let us know how you're coping with the current lockdown and uh uh where are you listening from and uh, you probably noticed that uh, the audio quality is different we are <laughs> broadcasting from our homes this is the new norm isn't it and um uh, we had to work a lot harder today to get things working, and we thank God that we could actually broadcast from home. Otherwise, hey, you know, we weren't going to have, um, uh, we weren't going to finish this, uh, this series. But hey, let us maybe jump into today's topic. I'd like to ask uh, Helen to, to answer the following question. What is the first thing that comes into your mind when you, when you hear the words domestic violence? What is the first thing that comes to your mind, Helen?
1: Okay, now before I actually go on to that, where it says the word violence, I think a lot of people know what we mean by violence. But our heading actually says domestic violence, is it me? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some statements I jotted down when I was asked to talk about this um, mm-hmm. that people can resonate with, like, you made me do it. I deserve mm-hmm. this. It's like sitting on a keg of dynamite, walking mm-hmm. on eggshells. I'm mm-hmm. sorry it won't happen again. I'm sure yeah, that some yeah. can actually resonate with what I'm saying here. Mm. And when you hear the word domestic violence, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Fabiano?
0: Yeah, no. Uh, to be honest, the, the 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 thing that comes to my mind is first, um, you know, in denial. Like, really, does that happen? You know, for for some people, mm. um, um, and uh, for others, uh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm thinking yeah it brings back the emotions and the traumas and everything they've been experiencing, especially from people who are supposed to be close ones, loved ones, yeah. their hurts and their pains and, and and um yeah, those are some of the imageries that i'm that are that are coming to my mind yeah that's interesting
1: yeah. because physical violence or mm-hmm. abuse physically is what people immediately relate to domestic violence with. You okay. know, but but in reality, many women yeah. don't actually experience the physical side of it. He you know, you'll hear things like, He's never laid a hand on me and yet uh-huh. they are abused. But yeah, when yeah. when they're questioned deeper and on yes. reflection, they realise yes. that they've actually been abused for many years and in ways that are more subtle, but just okay. as damaging and potent.
0: All right, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So so is there a difference between domestic violence and domestic abuse?
1: Well, yeah, I, I believe there is. I think that we mm. need to change the language and stop mm-hmm. sending a message that it's only a serious issue when there has been physical violence.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So what you're saying, therefore, is that domestic violence is not just uh, physical violence, but it comes in, you know, uh, in many shapes and forms. Um, okay, that's that's interesting. So um, are you able to share with us what constitutes then domestic abuse? Maybe you, if you could okay. unpack that a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, can you do that for us?
1: Yes, I'm happy to. But before mm-hmm. I do that too, Fabiana, let me state that why am I able to even speak about this mm-hmm. is, number one, I have been under domestic abuse. Number mm-hmm. two, I've come out the other end. Number three, I've been able to counsel quite a number of people that okay. are, are go, or still going through domestic abuse. And number four, I know that God has made such a difference in my life. Like I'd like to share a few, a few hints with people that might help them to be able to cope with the situation a little bit more. But okay. what constitutes domestic abuse? It's not just violence, but it's worse than that. It's a unique phenomenon in which the perpetrator takes advantage of their partner's love and trust and uses that person's most intimate details, their deepest desires, their shames, their secrets as a blueprint Mm. for their abuse. You know, Mm -hmm. there are many forms of abuse, Fabiana. When you stop to think of it, there is isolation from families, friends, power over what the spouse is allowed to wear, where to Mm. shop, what to buy, how to clean the house, financial abuse, again, all to do with power, degrading Mm. verbally, either in public or behind closed doors, threatened to kill or maim, and sometimes Mm -hmm. using Mm -hmm. the children to force a spouse to stay at home, Mm. you know, breaking someone's sense of what is real. And then sadly, it can progress. You can have sexual abuse, there's rape, there's beatings, and for some, there's even murder. You know, women Mm. don't just complain, Fabiana, Mm. of black eyes Mm. and raging tempers. They tell stories of unfathomable cruelty, Violence sounds almost like orchestrated campaigns of control. But each Mm -hmm. woman's story is individual. However, Mm -hmm. the overarching narratives are very uncannily alike. In fact, Mm -hmm. if you really went to look at all things, you'd think that there was a manual where all these Mm. perpetrators had actually read.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Yeah, so so domestic abuse, therefore, covers a... yeah, a range of things um, That's, yeah, that is very clear there Now, Helen, I would just like to ask um, Yeah, do, do we have any statistics on domestic abuse here in Australia That you could share with us That might be maybe helpful for us In order to be able to grasp, you know Yeah, the weight of this issue
1: um, Well, yeah, there is and, and no. I'm, I'm actually pleased there is some statistics on Australia because often we get statistics from America only.
2: Yeah. But, you no, know, police yeah.
1: across Australia, they deal with over 264,000 domestic violence abuse matters each year. That's roughly wow. about one every two minutes.
2: Yeah, you know? that's and huge.
1: Huge. And it's been experienced by one in four Australian women, mm. and it accounts for nearly 60% of the women hospitalised for assault. And it mm-hmm. drives it actually drives up to one in five suicide attempts now that's pretty mm. horrendous when you think about it that is sad. sadly yeah. too of the escalating numbers of indigenous women in prison 70 mm-hmm. to 90% have been a victim of family violence
3: mm, mm, you know mm, and it's a mm.
1: never ending exodus of women and children flee their homes mm. and it's worse now than it was i mean i've got some stats from 2015 to 16 where mm. 105 6,619 people, 94 mm. of them, women and children, said domestic abuse was the reason they went to a homelessness service for help. Mm, 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 that's mm. horrendous numbers when you think about it.
0: That's right. That's right. No, that is, yeah, that's unbelievable. And yes. uh, yet we are living in a society where, or at least you are saying a country where, um, you know, w- w- which is deemed to be safe uh, and um Yeah, but sadly, this is indicative, by the way, of the world in which we are living, in that um, we are living in a broken world, sin is here, and uh, Satan is a real being, uh, the deceiver, and so really, this world is not our home. That's exactly um,
1: right. And I'm yeah. mighty glad. I'm that's looking right. forward to going home one day,
0: believe oh, you me. Oh, that's right. That's right. When people say that, hey, we are just a byproduct of some gooey chemicals that j- mambo jumbled somewhere in a big bang, you think about, you know, they're getting rid of morality. And no wonder why, uh, yes. if there's no sense of morality or standards <coughs> or whatsoever, no wonder why people also behave the way they behave. It's, it's just sad. Um, but uh, I'd like to, yeah, quickly move to a... Just one text and then we'll, we'll come to a break. Uh, you know, the text that comes to my mind is John chapter 14. Uh, verse uh, one and two, which says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And this was Jesus saying these words. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. In fact, let me read verse three and verse four. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Yeah, yeah. So wonderful promise uh, from Jesus. And uh, he promised that he will come again. And he'll take us to his home. Uh, he'll give us life eternal, where there'll be no more pain, no more sorrows, no more suffering. And so, let us come to a short break and uh, have a song. But before we play the song, I would just re- like to remind our listener that um, we are interested in engaging with you in this uh, in this uh, broadcast. If uh, you would like to share with us how you are coping with this lockdown, especially if you're in South Australia, uh, uh, and where, or, or even if you are listening from anywhere. Uh, you know, in the world, this COVID pandemic is, is a global pandemic. Uh, if there is any reflections or any words of encouragement, here is the number which you can send it to. It is 04-888-808-1. Let us come to a song. The song is, Oh, When Shall I See Jesus by uh, Cardiophobia. Let us play this song for you. And please do stay uh, um uh, do stick around. That uh, we'll be right back. And here's the song. And enjoy
2: it.
4: sound in that morning And from the flowing fountain Drink everlasting love And shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning
2: easy way to share a program with a friend? Tell them about the free Faith FM app, where they can easily listen to hundreds of programs and podcasts.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru, and our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen is a regular co-host on this radio program and a dedicated student of the Bible. She's got many talents, and she's a very fun person to speak to. And we are so glad that we could have her lead out in today's radio program uh, on the topic domestic violence, is it me? And you know, my friends, I don't know about you, but we are experiencing something that um, uh, we are not used to at the moment. We are in a lockdown here in South Australia, and we had to <laughs> find ways to actually continue these radio programs. We are actually broad- broadcasting from our homes through Zoom, you know, through some connections back to our studio. It's all happening. Pray for us and pray that uh, all the instruments work together. You know, we are living in, in-, in interesting times, and um, but we are so thankful that we could actually continue this series uh, for today and um, you know we would like to just let you know that uh, uh, next week however uh, we will be um, replaying uh, uh, as uh, previous presentations that we have recorded and uh, these uh, uh, will be the presentation for next week but we'll give you more information uh, sometime shortly. Welcome back once again. Uh, I'd like to just ask Helen once again to help us understand, uh, the weight of the issue that we are discussing today, domestic violence. Helen, um, can you once again help us understand the weight of this issue before we uh, go uh, um, go on with today's topic?
1: Well, number one, you did mention a, um, a text before.
0: And That's right. I'd
1: like to just share what sort of text helped me through, and not mm. because I blamed God for what was happening, but I knew that God could see all things. And Job 23.10 became my favorite text. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. says there, he knoweth the way that I take. And when he's tried me, I shall come forth as gold. But yes. there's also another text in scripture that says, and when you come through these things, these trials and and um, tribulations, yes. comfort one another or comfort others with what mm-hmm. you've been through. And that's one of the reasons why I'm happy to share tonight mm-hmm. um, because I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions out there in society about Mm -hmm. domestic abuse. Let me Mm -hmm. tell you that there have been many, many studies done. In fact, there have been thousands of studies done and there's not one researcher that has found a victim type, you know, a certain type of woman that experiences domestic abuse. It Mm -hmm. can happen to anyone. In Mm -hmm. fact, one review says there is no evidence that the status a woman occupies, the role she performs, the behaviour she engages in, her demographic profile, all her personality characteristics consistently mm-hmm. influence her chance of intimate victimisation. Mm-hmm. But sadly, Fabiano, the society does stereotype About abused women. For example, some people say, well, they say it happens to the poor, the vulnerable, Mm. the mentally ill, or maybe that person's got a victim mentality, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if they don't Mm -hmm. leave the husband or they go back, there's obviously something wrong with them because Mm -hmm. they do Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. understand domestic abuse.
0: That's right. Hey, you said it can happen to anyone. What about a strong-minded woman? Like a superwoman.
1: (laughs) Well that's true in the hands of a sophisticated abuser though even the most mm. secure and strong-minded woman can be reduced to someone utterly unrecognizable even mm. to herself. Mm,
0: mm, mm. Wow. Be broken
1: so, down even if it's gradually. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. So we talk a lot about the danger of the dark alleys. But but I have read somewhere that the truth is that every country around the world the home is the most dangerous place for a woman. Is this true?
1: Well, let me say I am not against marriage and I'm not against families and I'm certainly not against home. I am talking Uh from a woman's point of view. I'm also aware that there are men that are being abused as well. Okay. But, you know, it is true because of the 87,000 women killed globally in 2017, more Mm -hmm. than a third, that's 30,000, were killed by an intimate partner and another 20,000 by a family member. Now, that's, Mm. that's pretty horrendous. And that's mm-hmm. not out in a dark alley. That's that's at home. That's
3: you know, right. In that's Australia,
1: right. a country of almost 25 million, one woman a week is actually killed by a man she has been intimate with. And mm. those statistics tell us something that is impossible to grapple with. It's not mm. the monster lurking in the dark that women should Mm-mm. fear, but sometimes it's the men they fall in love with.
0: Ooh, that is very sad.
1: And, you know, I mean, some of them are very uh, clever and mm. you would not pick that up and that was part of my story. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that is very sad. I, I watched not long ago a, um, a pre-recorded documentary on, on ABC and, and it was shocking to see this was in Brisbane. Uh, in fact, a police a policeman uh, who had, uh, uh, I guess, uh, left the police department to work elsewhere was uh, somehow – um, he found out about a certain individual who uh, was killed and, you know, he, he was, he found the story to be fishy as he, as he, uh, he read about this story, but he decided he would investigate this. And uh, it came, it came back to this. The, the partner was the one actually who had killed her. It's, it is very sad to be honest. Um, but let me ask um, a, a question, a question, also, uh, a question asked often by the reporter, Public, or oh, by the public rather, is that you know why stay with an abuser? Like, wh- let me put it this way, maybe to make it more clear. If I was speaking to someone who's a who's going through abuse an abusive relationship, uh, I would ask, you know, why stay there? Why don't you run away? Why don't you mm-hmm. maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, why do you go back to that person? Why do people tend to stay?
1: Well, let me just. Let me just start by saying, until mm. you've been um, on that end as being an abused,
2: mm-hmm. you,
1: really, you really would not understand the answer. And I can okay. tell you that from experience because mm. I had a neighbour that lived down the road from us and we were out yeah. in the country and I knew her fairly well. And one day right. I went down to see her. I rang her at work and she wasn't there. And I went down to see her. She had, I think, three boys, mm. husband. Mm. And they were yeah. church people. And that's I knocked right. on the door and she didn't answer. And I thought, that's funny. She's that's running I... sick and yet she's not answering. But I saw the curtain move and I yeah. called out to yeah. her and I said, it's me. I'm not leaving till you open the door. Well, no, I was horrified right. when she opened the door. She had been beaten and mm. she did let me in. And she shared mm. with me that her husband, who was well-respected in a Christian community, had held mm. a gun to mm. her kids' mm. heads. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and he was extremely, extremely abusive. Now, I saw the results of that. And my question was, why do you stay with him? And that's she right. Said, that's right. you will never understand. And, you know, I ended up staying as well. And mm. um, my late husband, who mm. um, was the perpetrator, his, mm. his first wife, I learned, I talked with her, she mm. stayed with him 20 years. And, oh. um, for 20 years, and Mm. and her story was was actually my story. But let me share with you some of the reasons why the women actually stay with Mm -hmm. their perpetrator. That's right.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think I shared with you before there are some of them. You know, Mm -hmm. a, a, um, a new mother, for example... would um, not want to fail. But let me just go back and say the strong independent woman believes she's the only one, sometimes believes she's the only one who can help him defeat his demons.
2: Mm. But
1: Mm. but with violence, abuse, may think she doesn't deserve any better.
2: Okay, okay.
1: The woman Mm. recovering from an abusive relationship seeks the protection of another man, and sometimes the other man is worse. A religious woman believes that marriage is sacred. A woman from overseas is threatened with deportation if she leaves. A Mm -hmm. new mother is determined not to fail as her parents did. A young Mm -hmm. woman caught in the rush of her first love is eager to please and willing to change. And by the time the woman realises the threat she is facing, she may have no other choice but to stay because leaving either feels impossible or has Mm. become too dangerous.
0: Mm. You know, Helen, you, you've referred to your story a number of times, you know, shortly after the break, I'd like um, to ask that, um, uh, if you don't mind, uh, to share with our listener, you know, your experience and, um, but before we go any further, you know, I'd like to, um, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Paul, who's listening from Victoria, um, you know, who says that uh, the lockdown was hard at the beginning, but got used to it now, and, you uh, you know, I like it is encouraging in in a way, and I would like to think that we will get to get used to this new norm. To be honest, uh, but thank you once again for uh, uh, sending us that uh, that text, uh, Paul. Uh, once again, if anyone is listening and would like to, uh, yeah, share with us um, maybe a word of encouragement, or just even let us know where you're listening from. Uh, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And if you are in South Australia, please let us know how are you coping with this, uh, with this lockdown. And so, um, before we go to a break, Helen, and then we'll come back, and then we'll give you time to uh, share with our listener uh, your story. I'd like to once again um, just uh, I thank you for. Willing to be able to share on this topic because I know that this is a topic that um, maybe touches you, uh, uh, um, you know, because uh, you, you've you've been through this yourself, and so I would like to just play a special item which says "Cast your cares," and of course that is "Cast your cares on Jesus." It is a special item here by Daryl Soya. I believe that's how that's how um, yeah his name is pronounced, and uh, I like to invite our dear listener to meditate upon the words which are going to be played in this um, uh, uh, in this song and then we'll come after the break and then we'll listen to Helen's testimony um, once again we will just like to um, um, yeah thank you for tuning in and uh, here is the song by uh, Daryl Sawyer, Cast Your Cares. Be blessed with, by this song. <laughs>
5: trouble
2: Song called. It's easy to find out. Download the free Faith FM app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music.
0: Welcome back. Welcome to Draft Time Big Q and A uh, this afternoon. Due to the lockdown in South Australia, we can't bring you the live show this week as um, uh, you know, as, as, as we used to from the studio. Uh, And um, we are so thankful, however, that we could uh, tune in uh, and use the instruments and be able to use uh, the technology we have to be able to broadcast from our homes as well. Um, If you have any questions or comments, uh, make sure you uh, get in touch with us on uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM or send us a message on Facebook. And uh, I'd like to once again welcome you back to uh, Faith FM, um, Drive Time Big QA with Pastor Fabiano and our co host Helen Gray. Um, And um, we do have a free offer of which we would like to send to you uh, if you could uh, send us your contact details and your address. Uh, to a different number this time, and the number to send it to is zero four zero one three zero five zero double seven. Let me repeat that number because this is a different number: zero four zero one three zero five zero double seven. Now, Helen, can you just share briefly about that um, about that free offer which we are, are sharing?
1: Yes, it's a book, and it's called mm. Advent. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about hearing the good news and the story of Jesus' birth. That's and right. you know in, in the little screen at the back it says something happened, something happened that was so significant mm-hmm. that every year we pause and sing songs about it, share gifts right. with each other, and retell the story. Something happened that changed everything and that something was good. And this is Wonderful. a story that it's for the Advent. In other words, it's a bit like an advent calendar. Uh, you mm. can share it with your family and friends, and on the f- mm. December it's got thirty one small chapters mm-hmm. and at the, the start of December, you read chapter one, second of December, chapter two, and what have you, and work your way through it. You can of course read it all in in um, in one sitting, but it's it's really a very um, it's a beautiful book I've gone through it, and mm. it's like thirty one reflections that explore why Jesus came and offers That's hope. Right.
3: Is practical
1: and transformative, and ultimately, good news for all people. And the good news for you, listener, is that you can get this free. Just contact us and we'll send it out to you.
0: Yes, and the number to uh, contact is 0401 305077. Welcome back. Our topic for this, uh, for today, has been domestic violence. Is it me? You know, Helen. Another person had just sent us a text and and this person says that um, violence has many ramifications, doesn't it? Um, and, and and she's also uh, saying good job to uh, Draft Time. So we are thankful that, uh, uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, yeah, we have people who have tuned in into this radio program. Thank you, Helen. Now, I would love to give you this wonderful opportunity to share with our listener uh, once again what your story uh uh uh, is especially on this on this topic um yeah
1: thank you thank you um fabiano um how do you condense it into a short time that we've got
0: Exactly.
1: let me just start off by saying um i was one of these women who i had been abused as a child and i certainly wanted to um be loved Mm. i had gone through one marriage had a wonderful husband Sadly, he kept loving my girlfriends, Um, but I loved him terribly. But anyway, three years after I was on my own, I met this gentleman. I believed he was a Christian gentleman. We became prayer partners, Mm. and I only ever saw good. So for three years, we kind of courted, and then eventually we got married. Mm. The marriage lasted two weeks. Mm. I mean, I was with him for six and a half years, but after two weeks, I found out that I was going to be the abused wife. Hmm. Now, that was a shock to my system and um, because everybody had this guy on a pedestal too, and I I just went into shock for three days. Verbal abuse was just shocking. I'd never heard In fact, I didn't even understand all he said. Hmm. And uh, three days later, I came out of shock, and I talked to him, and he denied the whole thing. This is also a practice that quite often an abuser will do to make you think that you're losing your mind. I remember reading about a survivor in Queensland who said, Mm. I lived through hell at the hands of this man. I want people to understand how easy it is to feel trapped. I was immobilised through terror, through hopelessness, through absolute powerlessness. I want Mm. people to stop asking, why does she stay, and start asking, why does he do that? I think that's really worth thinking about because, <clears throat> excuse me, as I say, you get to the stage you lose your ident. I lost my identity completely. Um, and I got to the stage if you can't beat them, join them sort of thing. And mm. I'm not going into all the abuse side of no, it. But no, no, as I said, there is no. various, various forms of abuse. And, you know, it may start off verbal as mine did. But it soon escalated and it became emotional. It was financial abuse. It was sexual abuse. It was um, all sorts of abuse until it became physical.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, The interesting thing, as I said before, that in hearing people's story, every story is individual and yet Mm -hmm. there are a lot Mm -hmm. of similarities. Um, After three and a half years, I hadn't shared with anybody what was happening. I wanted this marriage to work but I didn't know how to tell people. And mm. I finally confessed to his doctor one day. I went in on my own and he called him in and he talked to him and I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes, pleading with him to listen to me, see what's happening. Mm,
3: mm, mm.
1: But my husband was just so very convincing that the mm-hmm. doctor said, Oh, I think Helen makes mountains out of molehills. So he didn't believe me. So I went back into my shelf for another three years <clears throat> and Nobody nobody seemed to understand what went on behind closed door. In in fact, I remember thinking to myself when I was going out um, shopping one day um, about something that I had read and it said she wandered the streets looking in shop windows. Nobody knew her there, her here. Nobody knew what he did when the door was closed. Nobody knew. And I tried to shield it from the children and... um, (coughs) You know, when finally everything blew up, that was even though we had tried counselling and what have you. We had tried counselling by this stage. Finally, um, he just, I never knew when he was going to blow up. I just never knew. It was like sitting on a keg of dynamite. And we got home from church and I was, we had lunch. I was drying dishes, having an ordinary conversation. And I should have noticed the blazing in his eyes. I didn't pick Mm. it up quick enough and next thing, he threw me across the kitchen. I hit the combustion stove and fractured my back.
0: Oh, sorry to hear.
1: Yeah, at uh, that point, uh, he started coming at me. And I, I, had no, I had no strength left. I sent a quick message up to the Lord, help me. And I looked him in the eye and I said, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I had no reserves left. Yeah, he actually, and I believe God did this, he dropped his hand and he walked away. <clears throat> and I ran in, well, I didn't run into the bedroom. I was in too much pain. I got into the bedroom and... The normal practice was I would say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, whatever as is I've done to upset you, I won't do it again. And hmm. I always thought it was my fault that I, yeah. I even said to somebody once, I helped create the monster because I stayed with him. But that wasn't true. That wasn't no, true. No, no. And finally, um, I went round to some people. I left that night. I managed to get out the house without him stopping me. Um, he did assure me he'd go to counselling. And I went and stayed in the driveway of some friends. They had him on a pedestal. Hmm. And when finally I said something to the wife that my husband was abusing me, she didn't believe it. And when her husband came in, he said, what's happening? And she said, Helen's being abused. And he looked at me. He put his hand on my shoulder. He said, you'll get over it. And he walked out.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: He did did confess to me later that he didn't Mm -hmm, believe me. Mm-hmm. as a lot of people didn't because you know from all all even even a marriage counselor he came and he saw him at one of mm. the church church um lunches and he said helen i know you so well and i know you don't lie but if i mm. didn't know you i can see why people don't believe you he said he's so loving and kind and you know helpful and all the rest but anyway wow. it was interesting that <clears throat> in the counseling the counselor actually Um, managed to press the buttons. Now, my husband was very careful. He never let anybody know what Mm -hmm. he was like, but this particular Mm -hmm. counsellor was very good. He Mm -hmm. pressed the buttons until my husband stood up, eyes blazing, and then he quietened him down and he turned around and he said to me, do you know what you just did? I said, what did I do? Mm -hmm. And he, he asked my husband and he said, what did she do? And apparently I had put my hand up ready to shield myself. I wasn't even aware I was doing it. And um, so he was able to try and counsel him. The bottom Mm. line is that for two and a half years, we parted. We did go to counselling. We got back together again. And um, sadly, he got um, cancer. They assured me that it wasn't um, what affected his his personality. The interesting thing is, was I was able to to nurse him for three months, praise to Hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And... um, In that three months, I thought I got the man back I married.
3: Mm.
1: I then, um, after he died, I found out that he had abused my son. And that was even even harder to take. Mm. And I did say to the pastor at that moment, I I wasn't a Christian. I would have tried to kill him. So I can understand what people go through. I did have these friends say that if you go back, well, you deserve everything you get because they didn't believe it. Until they finally saw something themselves, I don't blame people for that, you know. But I have learned: don't judge people. No one Mm. knows what goes on behind closed doors. That's right.
0: That's right. When I'm
1: counselling, that's one one thing I manage to keep, you know, in control. Not to Mm. judge. You've got to find out who's doing the abusing or who's Mm -hmm, the power mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, just to I see the time's flying, but just to take it uh, another step, um, Mm -hmm. I finally I finally had. Um, I finally had counselling, and then they, they told me I had PTSD, which is reasonably common because it is a war that women go through in their abuse, okay. and I've managed managed to pick up an amazing book that has helped me with that. Let me just oh, share God. something that really, I know we're out of time, but let me share yes, something that's really, 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 <laughs> can I share this It really, really helped? Okay, okay,
3: yes. And that
1: was God orchestrated for me to go and listen to a lady who was an author. She Mm. writes under fiction, but she actually does her research first. She's a nonfiction writer. She writes it in fiction so she doesn't have to acknowledge everybody. She said, don't think. She talked about psychopaths, and my specialist had kept saying he was a psychopath, Mm. and I didn't want to believe that. She then said, don't look at them as though they are monsters. She said, shrink them down to size, like, honey, I shrunk the kids, and Mm. look at them that way. And I sat there and I did that. And at that point, I could actually love him again as a human being. It mm. was like a human being who did monstrous things. Mm. And then I realized that's what we are in God's eyes. We are human beings and we do many, many wrong things. Mm.
2: God that's has right. brought me through
1: all this. And there are, there are several, several texts, um, Fabiano, that I found that has helped me through the time. Deuteronomy 31.6 is one of them. Okay. I don't know if people want to jot these down and have a look at them later.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what we might need to do because of yes. time. If you could just mention those texts, yes. uh, people can just jot them down. Yep. Um, Isaiah yeah.
1: 41.10 is another one. one Isaiah 41.10.
0: Okay. Um, 1
1: Peter 5.7 and two mm-hmm. more, Matthew 19.26 and Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I lost myself, at ad- my identity. I found it knowing that God considers me worthy enough that he died for me. And Amen. He, also, he also put forgiveness into my heart. And he can do that for anyone. But please, mm. if you're in an abusive situation, please do not stay in that situation. Mm. Move out of it and get, get help for your spouse.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Helen. I, I can only imagine it only takes a brave person to be able to recount those kind of stories. And, hey, Jesus said in Matthew tw- uh, 28, verse um, no, Matthew 11, verse 28, uh, uh, he said, um, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and I pray and hope that you can bring those burdens to the feet of the cross, and Jesus will help you. My friend, human beings may not be able to understand, and in fact, because of sin, um, all of us have sinned and come short of, glo- of the glory of God, uh, and really, Jesus is the only one who will be able to understand. But There is a promise, and this promise is found in Psalms 103, verse 1 to 4, which says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, O my inmost being, praise His holy name, praise the Lord my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with the love and compassion. Thank you so much for tuning in into faith Fm i'd like to just close with a short word of prayer for our listener because i 'm conscious that there is someone who might be listening listening on the other end who has experienced uh, violence, domestic violence. And here in South Australia alone, we are going through a very difficult time with a lockdown. So let me just offer a short word of prayer. Let us pray.
1: Fabiana, just before you do that, I gave mm-hmm. you a quote from a lady whose book was called Jess Hill. And she All said, right. called See What You Made Me Do. Can you just read that quote for us before we finish, please?
0: All right. Yes. And the quote that Helen is referring to uh, uh, goes like this. See what you made me do... Um, Is that right? See what you made me do. Says, what should surprise us about domestic abuse is not that a woman can take a long time to leave, but that she has the mental fortitude to survive.
1: Amen. In other words, our scars prove that we're survivors. That's right.
0: That's right. Well, let us pray. please, Mm
1: -hmm. Please don't ever think you're
0: alone. Amen. Mm -hmm. Father in heaven, we give you all of our pains, our hurts, our sufferings, and we pray that you may carry us through in the dark times and in the uh, good times, down in the valley and up high in the mountain. We commit our love to you, especially those who have been facing a tough during this pandemic and those who have experienced domestic violence. Father, we pray that you may bring peace and give us um, courage to be able to stand up uh, against evil and to flee. And I pray that you may uh, once again draw us closer into your arms because you are the only one who can understand and, and, and the only one who has promised love eternal. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so we leave you, my friend, with a song by Fernando fernando ortega jesus paid it all and next week as of next week because of the current situation we have uh, a program which will run for you uh it's which is a pre-recorded program from our previous presentations which you would enjoy uh, and so we pray that you may uh, have a blessed evening wherever you are and enjoy this song by fernando ortega jesus paid it all good night <laughs>